Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Lamletest XP series. Through XP series we dive into a world of insights and innovation featuring renowned industry experts and business leaders in the testing and QA ecosystem. I'm Harshit Paul, Director of Product Marketing at Lamletest and I'll be your host for this episode on how to speed your web application testing workflows. But before we get started, let me introduce you to our guest on the sh- show, Alex Pichet, an experienced software developer in test at JetBrains Aqua team. Hey Alex, welcome to the XP series. How about you let our listeners know more about yourself and share your expertise? Yeah, thank you so much for having me today. Uh, yes, my name is Alex uh, and I am a part of uh, JetBrains Aqua team. So it is ID for test automation. And today I would like to tell you a little bit more about Aqua from my QA perspective. So uh, I suggest to start uh, from very short introduction if you don't have a, a lot of time and you want to get the main insights. I'm going to show you it right now. So one second, I will share my screen. So as I already told you, uh, JetBrains Aqua is a powerful ID for test automation. And uh, actually, when I'm thinking about ID and uh, the value of ID in uh, QA automation engineers' life, so the first question I would like to ask myself is how the ID can help me as a QA automation engineer. So uh, to answer this question, um, the next question I wanted to ask myself is what is my goal as a QA automation engineer? And I think all of you already know that our main goal is write tests as fast as possible because yes, right now this uh, speed of changing is just so insane. So we should be on the same level with our delivery processes. But at the same time, of course, we don't want to sacrifice the test quality. And it's quite difficult to achieve these two metrics at the same time. So uh, why JetBrains Aqua and why I want to share this information with you? Um, let's try just to check what we can do in uh, in 40 seconds as a uh, QA automation engineers, which try to automate just typical UI auto test. So, for example, let's imagine we are working here at this uh, bank uh, application and we're trying to test this registration form. So, normally we try to find the selectors in HTML source and after that to add these selectors as an element to our class. So, it's just normal process. All this uh, very predictable. We know how to find these selectors. We know how to add it to our page uh, source uh, element. And uh, yeah, we just spend our time during adding all these elements. Of course, sometimes we can make some mistakes. That's normal, that's human factor. And uh, during these 40 seconds, you just saw uh, we add only one web element. Okay, this is, this is reality, nothing special. So one locator in 40 seconds. Uh, sounds okay, but could it be better? Actually, yes. Uh, what took our time? The first, we uh, 
we were searching for locators. And of course, it takes our time at least to open through inspect our HTML source after that to find our element to prepare the correct locator because we have a lot of different ways how to choose our locator to make it some of the most stable and also uh, to make it very uh, predictable for our future. And uh, also, we have we can take some time for a switching between apps because, for example, our uh, we have our browser and we're trying to find our locator there. At the same time, we have our IDE and we're trying to add our elements with our locator. And uh, of course, we have a lot of uh, human beings factors here, like uh, two, uh, like typos and also errors and. Uh, that's normal. We have this risk. We should always consider it. So let's try to see what we can do with Aqua here. Absolutely the same bank application. But in this uh, 40 seconds, we will try to add by uh, clicking our special button here, select element in page, and trying to add this element by a specific shortcut. So yeah, we will add all possible fields which we need to test and um, also the final button and final button uh, to register our user. Yeah, so as you can see, we just added the whole page in uh, 40 seconds. The same 40 seconds, but with different result. And uh, what uh, we did exactly, we pick the element, after that, we use special shortcuts to add this element directly to our page object class. And after that, we just repeat these actions like about 12 times. What else? Um, yeah, if you are a QA automation beginner, of course, we got you. And we have a very cool wizard which helps us to generate project in several clicks. And you can see we have the list all possible, um, the, most uh, the most famous uh, uh, frameworks like UI frameworks, for example, Selenium, Selenium, Cypress, Playwright. So in several clicks, you can add uh, your new project uh, from the scratch here without any preparation. So uh, if you just join the project with UI tests, we also got you. First of all, you can find a broken locator. Uh, here on example, you can see that the second locator is highlighted because actually it is broken and we cannot find the corresponding element on our web page. Also, you can see numbers of meshes. Uh, it means uh, how many meshes this locator uh, has on this web page. For example, first locator has 15, the second zero, and the last one match. And also you can navigate uh, to the web element. So you can click on this special uh, icon, and after that, you can navigate directly the corresponding, to the corresponding web element. Uh, moreover, you can explore all available locators. Uh, if you just start typing um, your keyword, for example, it can be input keyword. And here you can see all uh, locators, uh, all web elements, which are available on the current web page with uh, such substring input. 
And uh, if you want to write API tests also really fast, we also got you. So we have special HTTP client and you can use it to write API tests really fast and furious. So for example, you can see it's just the basic HTTP requests, but also we support parameterization. Uh, we support uh, here kind of CI/CD execution. So actually it's the analog of Postman, but you can reuse it inside IDE and also you can uh, inherit all benefits from hosting these files inside your version control system. So it means you will see Git history, you can maintain it, and it's really, really uh, convenient for QA automation engineers. Uh, so we have data generation, we have response extraction, parameterization, everything you need to start your API tests. And yes, as I just mentioned, it's even included to CI/CD pipeline, so you can run it in one line. And uh, yeah, so that's pretty pretty convenient. And uh, also, if if you want to connect manual and automated cases, we got you. So if you want to try JetBrains Aqua right now, you can download it through this QR code. And uh, I'm going to share with you real examples of test automation inside ID. So first of all, let's look uh, into JetBrains Aqua. So uh, actually it's uh, the same uh, ID as all our JetBrains ID, which are based on IntelliJ IDEA platform. Uh, and uh, here you can see uh, different uh, widgets. So it's actually pretty simple. We have terminal, we have Git, everything the same is uh, our IntelliJ-based uh, platforms. Uh, so we also have here a lot of QA-specific features. For example, as I already mentioned, we can create new project. If you want to start your test automation from the scratch, you can choose any UI framework you prefer. Uh, so, for example, we can do it with uh, Playwright, and after that, you can choose uh, different parameters like node interpreter and the location, name, everything, and create your first project. So, yeah, um, you will see here the process of generation. So, um, yeah, let's go while, yes, it will finish to uh, another part. So, um, also, what we can see here, for example, uh, if you want to create your uh, first uh, UI test, uh, let's go into our project. So we have special uh, functionality. Uh, we have created new, and here you can choose a Selenium page object. After that, what you need to do is to uh, choose your file name and also uh, URL like your website language, Java, Kotlin, or anything you prefer, and also UI framework. So here I have uh, my framework in Java. So let's, for example, create our test page. Um, and let it be a local host uh, web page. And framework, selling it. So after that, I can click OK. 
and uh, add this element to my virtual con control system. And here, as you can see, um, the page object was generated with our name. And also we have this page URL, which was automatically opened here directly in this special window. So this special window we call Web Inspector. Actually, it's embedded browser. So it means you have uh, access here to your web page. Uh, right now, I just open uh, this local host. And as you can see, I have local Team City server here. But also, you can choose any another website you want. For example, uh, we also have our special test page for training purposes. And here, what we can do after that. For example, if I want to test this page, I should somehow to interact with web elements. So we have special functionality for it. You can see right now I'm trying to highlight uh, this uh, button, select element in the page. You can click on it. And after that, uh, there is a kind of special mode when you can choose different uh, web elements on the page. For example, test page. And after I click on it, you can see special locator here. What is important about this locator? So as you can uh, assume, we have special uh, hidden logic here, how we try to suggest your locator. So the point is that, you know, uh, locators are really important in test automation because they can, um, they can have big influence on our test stability. That's why we're trying to suggest you the best locator which is possible best, uh, based on different best practices. For example, using data test attributes uh, and uh, uh, stable science, which we can rely on. So uh, here, as you can see, uh, Web Inspector suggested us to use data test attribute, but also we can see special information here. For example, how many matches this locator uh, has on this web page. So only one match, it means it's unique locator. Okay. Also, we have 17 variants. What does it mean? We can click on it and we can see that also there is another se several variants to find this unique locator. So, for example, using only tag or, or tag plus class or also uh, uh, class names. So a lot of different ways. And uh, all of them is a CSS, like, uh, CSS locators. But also we have a possibility to choose XPath way to add our parameters. In this case, you can see we have uh, 18 variants of XPath. So actually, yes, based on this information, you can uh, choose uh, the way you prefer to pick up this element. So for example, I prefer CSS. What after that? Also, you can see uh, here a special window, and uh, we can assume that this, uh, it's actually HTML source, and that's true. So uh, we have here hierarchical structure of different tags on our page. And also in these structures, we're trying to highlight the important attributes. For example, here in this case, we can see that this um, web element has data test. 
uh, what we can do after. So our goal is to add uh, our uh, locator to the code. We can do it in different ways. For example, we can click add element to code or use also shortcut. Uh, let's try to do it. So I just click on add element to code and you can see that it was uh, automatically added to my uh, source code. And also you can see that uh, it was added according uh, using this UI framework, so uh, selling it element. Uh, why? Because when we just created our uh, new uh, page object class, we have chosen this Selenit framework. So if, for example, you change your mind, you can always click on Selenit and uh, choose another uh, UI framework. So, okay, what we can also do, if, for example, we have some really specific uh, UI framework, which we are uh, we don't support yet in Aqua, you can just click on copy. In this case, you can copy your locator. And also, if you want to add element to code by some uh, specific parameter, for example, text or data attribute or tag with classes or CSS, so you can choose this special option here. Uh, okay, and also you can see what we try to suggest you the best name for your uh, web element based on your locator. And uh, um, also here we have uh, several other functionalities like uh, refreshing structure, automatic refreshing structure, and also settings. Uh, okay, so uh, what we can see uh, here in our code. In our code, after adding this element, we can see this special icon, which actually shows us the number of matches for this locator on our web page. So let's, for example, try to change our web page and come back to previous page with Team City. And you can see the match, the number of matches changed to zero because there is no any uh, web elements which have this uh, type of locator. So, yeah, it means, for example, if you just join your team and you open your uh, test automation project and uh, some of the classes can have like thousands of different locators, you can always check very fast that all of them are actual and uh, not broken. Okay, uh, what else we can do here? We can try, for example, to type um, different substrings here. And when you type something, we have this uh, beautiful, beautiful feature, uh, auto-completion. So, yeah, it actually means that uh, the ID can suggest you how to write your locators. For example, I want to see all elements with data test attributes. And I can see that its title is also action buttons, um, primary, secondary. Also, we have children here. I can input a lot of different uh, locators. And also some of them are highlighted as a multiple match. So it means that this locator is not unique. And uh, yeah, after that, you can just choose it and that's okay. 
So uh, also we can click on this. And uh, yeah, the good thing is that we will directly navigate to the corresponding uh, web element on the web page. And why it can be helpful for us. As I just said, if you join uh, the big project and for you, it can be really difficult uh, to kind of debug the uh, test state, you can use this feature and directly navigate from source code from, from different locators to web elements. Yes, and of course, it's the way to speed up your work. Um, what else? Uh, let's see uh, which our functionalities here we have. For example, uh, we also have all uh, features from browser like go back, go forward, also refreshing the current browser uh, web page and also uh, clearing browser cookies, enabling disabling pop-up windows mode, show mobile version, open developer's tools and etc. Uh, so uh, also what we can do with uh, JetBrains Aqua, if we will move uh, a little bit to our API part, I will show you some examples. So for example, with TeamCity. Let's come back to TeamCity page. Yeah, uh, with uh, TeamCity, uh, we have API and we have UI. So for example, uh, as for UI, we just see how we can uh, really fast to add all elements, but what about your uh, API? Uh, so with API, we have very interesting structure, which called uh, HTTP uh, client and uh, requests. So I have special folder here for keeping all uh, HTTP requests. I can add it with special uh, new and here uh, HTTP request. After that, I should prepare some name. Let it be test. Also adding to our virtual control system. And you can see that it looks exactly like uh, just a normal file, nothing special. Okay, but we have here special uh, functionality. First of all, this plus, which allow us to add new request. We can check which request we prefer, get, post, or some uh, uh, our requests. So let it be get request. After that, uh, it has actually pretty simple structure. So we have uh, our um, URL, uh, we have also our different headers, and after that we can add body if we need body. So, um, the idea is pretty simple. You can you can use uh, this HTTP request directly from IDE, but by clicking on Run, and uh, you can get the same results as uh, if you just send your request with curl uh, or Postman. Uh, I I'm going to show you my real examples. Uh, these examples for testing uh, Team City, and what I have here. Um, First of all, I generated uh, random data uh, with such a special structure. It's just HTTP client syntaxes, so you can use it like this. Uh, alphabetic and the length is 10. 
After that, I'm trying to generate authentication token uh, by using this uh, GET request. And also I provided uh, here a header. And uh, after that, uh, uh, this, uh, yeah, I just, what I do, I set up the um, response from this request. As you understand, this response will contain my token. And I add this token as a global variable here to this variable token. Why? Because I'm going to use it further. And after that, what I'm going to do, I'm going to create project. So here I use a post request, of course, for uh, project creation. I provide also different headers. And here, this header is important because you remember, we just uh, received before token from previous request. And I'm going to use it here as a parameter. So that's why I use these two braces here. So it's parameter. And uh, after I provide in my, um, my uh, body. Body, we've also generated random values from the first part. So after that, I also created build configuration in the same way, and uh, I run build in TeamCity based on uh, also previous information, and I check build status. So finally, I'm going to check build status by get request, and uh, uh, as a response to this request, I expect some state, and uh, I'm uh, asserting here that response status is not... Uh, uh, too hungry. So, um, so yeah, you can see that actually I have uh, the the whole API test here, and uh, for these purposes, it can be uh, fully automated. So it means that actually I don't need to write code. I can just use a real request as a curl request here and also inherit the whole possibilities of version control system because I use my API tests as a code, but actually it's not code. Yeah, and that's why this tool is so powerful because if you don't have a lot of time to set up from the scratch your API framework, you can just create new file here in your folder and add all these requests. And also it can, it can be used as a, a API a test documentation when you, for example, did your manual test cases. And after that, you want to keep all these uh, sequences of requests somewhere, and you can just create new file and add everything here. And also we support um, the uh, tr uh, transformation from the curl to the this type of request. So if you have curl, you just you can just copy it and uh, paste here. It it will be automatically generated in this uh, with this syntaxes, which is also quite convenient uh, for uh, transportation. So uh, it was about uh, API part. And uh, as for uh, the last but not least part with our uh, test management system. Actually, um, I know that test management systems and in general the question how to keep your code if you have manual test cases and at the same time automatic test cases, uh, it's, it's really difficult. And uh, we have a lot of different custom solutions, but 
what we can suggest here in Aqua. In Aqua, we have um, we have our um, test management system also inside IDE. So how it looks, for example, let's imagine that I'm going to create new test cases. I can create for it a special folder also. It can be just test cases folder. And uh, here in this test cases folder, I can create a test suite. You can see you have several options here, test suite and test run. So for example, let's create test suite. I will, uh, I will name it as a smoke and also add to my um, virtual control system. And here I can say, uh, for example, it's first case and some steps step one, step two, step three. But the point is that it doesn't have any like, um, uh, one second, uh, any difficult structure. I mean, you can use it as a checklist, also as a test cases, it's up to you. So, uh, uh, and uh, in, um, uh, in reality, it is just markdown file. So actually you can write your test cases in any way you prefer, but the thing is that we support here different IDs. So actually we're trying to track your test cases. And after that, when you just write your first test case, you can also add your first test run. For example, you have a release soon and you want to um, do your regression testing and you can add new run, for example, run one. And after that, we will suggest you to add your test cases to your run. So actually right now we have only one test case, but if you create more, you will have the whole list of test cases right here. And you can choose all of them, which you need. And after that, just click OK. And also we suggest you to add it to your virtual control system. And after that, here you can mark your test case with uh, the status. So also you can prepare the list of status you, statuses you want. For example, it can be passed, failed, skipped, anything. And uh, yeah, so you will keep your uh, test run result like this with this test record. And also in case you, you want to see the overview of test management system, you can find a TMS window here. And you can see the overview. So, uh, like you have uh, all your cases right here as a list. Also, you see your preview. You can edit it. You can view it in separate tab. And also, you can see the list of your test runs with highlighted statuses. So the thing is that first of all, we keep our uh, test. Uh, test status and test documentation uh, inside IDE and inside and also inside our repository. So it means uh, we will inherit all uh, benefits from virtual control system and you will, you will always see the history of changes. You will also uh, navigate to previous runs. You can analyze it. You can analyze difference between. And it's really cool because we have um, we, we often have this problem in QA world that sometimes uh, QA, um, QA keep all these uh, 
documents about test runs and test documentation in different places, in Google Docs, in some test management systems. And it's difficult to track it together. So here, because it's inside repository, you don't have such problem. But also another problem is to how to connect manual and automated test cases. So for example, here uh, we have our first case and uh, actually we can, we can add uh, this uh, parameter, this ID to our automated test. So for example, I just created as a QA manual the first test case. And after that, as a QA automation engineer, I want to automate it. In this case, we can try to uh, link manual and automated test case with annotation. It can be any custom annotation you prefer, but also you can use existing one. For example, I'm going to use annotation from Allure. So here I will provide this unique uh, identificator from uh, our test case with C1. So, uh, yeah, and after that, also you can navigate from this uh, ID to your test case. And uh, that's how you can implement it here as an automated case and link your manual and automated one. So finally, actually, for example, in uh, our team in JetBrains Aqua, we uh, use this TMS system. And um, finally, we have two runs. So the first run is a run with only manual cases. And the second run in, is the run with also a test automation. And after that, we merge these two runs into one. And we have this like um, uh, this uh, report uh, in general with automation results and also manual test cases results. So yeah, that's how you can use it. I believe a lot of times people, uh, you know, it's been an old debate whether automation would be killing manual or not. But I guess the way you summed it, merging the two, both the halves at the same time with manual and automation is a perfect way to sum up the entire capabilities. And I think from my end, it looks pretty impressive the way we have, we've seen it through the demo so far. Yeah. Uh, and also the thing is that, um, for example, in our team, we have this process that uh, in any time, every test case uh, should have only one source of proof. So for example, if it's just only manual test case, in this case, the source of proof is our TMS. So it means this markdown file. But if uh, we automated our test, so in this case, the source of truth just migrated to the automated one. And it means that we will cut this case from our test manual test plan. And that's how we support this like invariant that um, automated test case should be self-documented. And uh, that's why always we generate our report, our test automation, our execution after execution. And uh, yeah, we can get these insights in general of two merge reports. So yes, it's quite uh, convenient and uh, help uh, also helps us to avoid this double work when you try to support new changes in test automation and at the same at the same time in manual test cases yeah i have to double down on that 
uh, you know, as QAs, time is always of the essence, right? And everything that we have seen so far, right from the part where we are inspecting UI elements and, you know, from the to the part where we are generating APIs and now we are merging automation tests. I have to say this, everything seems pretty well planned as a part of the complete IDE kit, which we are looking into at uh, at this point of time. So everything has been very well placed. That That's the feedback from my end. Uh, mm-hmm. But yes, I, I guess the viewers would be feeling the same way as well. Yeah, so uh, actually, that's all from my side, what I would wanted to show you. So yeah, I'm ready to hear your questions to answer them. All right. So I, I did have a question while we were doing this, right? I'll just quickly put that away. And, uh, you know, how does Aqua streamline the process of automatically adding locators to test code? Yes, very good question. Thank you. So the point is that, of course, as you just saw, uh, we have Web Inspector and we have access to the web page. So it means we can parse the DOM file, which uh, contains uh, this uh, hierarchical uh, data from HTML. And uh, based on this data, we can uh, analyze web element. And uh, also we have our like a hidden algorithm how to find the best locator based on different best practices. So we just um, consider all this information together. And uh, yeah, after that, we prepare the best locator. Yes, and we just provide it in a locator evaluator for QA engineer. Got it. Well, that helps. Uh, one more question. Does Aqua provide any unique capabilities for page object generation? Yes. As I showed you, we have a special feature like create new Selenium page object element. And actually, yes, it uh, provides different functionalities like uh, adding automatic adding web elements uh, to the page. But also we will try to improve it. We have some great ideas how to speed up work. So in future, I think we will have even more different uh, functionalities uh, to add this uh, page object to your code. Got it. That helps. And, uh, you know, just this is a little off topic, uh, not exactly off topic, but a little off the context from the IDE. But I see a lot of, uh, you know, Reddit, subreddits, and a lot of these discussions which happen around what is your preferred locator strategy, right? So that that's more of that's more something I would like to ask you. Do you have any preferred go-to locator that you usually take in consideration? Uh, yes, of course. Uh, personally, I have my own strategy how I choose locators. Uh, as I also mentioned, the main thing, the main problem we usually faced with as a, a QA engineers in UI testing is that tests are really unstable and also uh, way quite slow. So the problem with instability we can solve by using uh, good practices uh, in uh, locator preparation. So what can uh, can it be? Uh, first of all, we should um, like follow this invariant that if we don't have uh, any test uh, data attributes in our page means we don't have web element because otherwise when we try to use some classes or ids the point is that it can change any time and uh, if we don't have any like commitment with our uh, developers that we never change never change data test attributes otherwise yes we will have a lot of problems with stability so my personal advice here is that uh, yeah, the best practice is using um, data test attributes 
And also important if we have an element collection. So it means we have different elements which are like actually the same from the business logic. So in this case, all of them should also have the same data test attributes. In this case, we can find them as a data collection. And uh, yeah, I would say that uh, it's the best practice, but of course, um, I can understand that it's not always uh, achievable. <laughs> and sometimes right. we, yes, we face reality with- um, Edge cases. <laughs> yes, yes. But we can try. We can we can try to follow these best practices. Thank you for that. And while the entire demo was, uh, you know, giving us a good demonstration of how feature-rich Aqua's capabilities are, we are at the start of this new year, and I can't help but anticipate what's in the store for Aqua. So, what uh, are the plans for expanding Aqua's capabilities in the near future? Yeah, so of course, uh, we will try to find new patterns in QA uh, engineers uh, routine to speed up it. And it's our main goal to help QA engineers to implement the best version of their test automation. And uh, also, we have a goal uh, to help uh, beginners to start their path in test automation by following different practices inside IDE. So we're trying to prepare such functionality, which will kind of lead you to follow these best practices. And uh, yeah, of course, also we will try to predict um, the future. I mean, like uh, we will try to help you to implement some kind of different heuristics from your web page and for example generate test cases and uh, do some work which can speed up also a test routine so i think it's the main directions yeah all right and with that i have no further questions thank you so much alex for this enlightening talk that wraps up our today's episode of xp series and uh, definitely uh, worth deep diving into Aqua with a lot of capabilities at hand. And as I said earlier as well, as I emphasized, every second saved is a second earned. And every second counts when it comes to QA's bandwidth, right? Especially in the age of Agile, where there's always something or the new shipping on weekly basis, bi-weekly basis, and so on, right? So a lot of things that have to be uh, optimized, that people need to optimize in their testing workflows. And definitely, we have had a great, great demonstration from your end. So thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule and having this informative session with us. Thank you so much. Thank you. And uh, I will just mention that we also have uh, our uh, issue tracker. So you are always welcome to create any like uh, feature suggestion or maybe any bug report if you find someone. So yeah, feel free. And we are always waiting for new insights from QA engineers. And that is adios. Thanks everyone for joining us today. And thank you so much. Stay tuned for more episodes from XP series where we continue to bring you cutting edge topics in the software testing. Until next time, happy testing. Mm -hmm.